Um, thank you all for coming this evening. It's always, um, it's always tough in the middle of winter in, in fifth week of Hillary, but, um, but it's great to see you here and I'm looking forward to this discussion. But um, I'm also, it's a, it's a real privilege to be able um, for me to be able to introduce Professor Felipe Michelini, who is um, currently a, a member of the Uruguayan House of Representatives. So we're incredibly grateful to have you here, and thank you for making the time out of your very busy schedule. But in addition to this, um, Felipe is also a professor of human rights at the School of Law at the University of Monte Montevideo. I hope I pronounced that right. My Spanish is a bit rusty. Um, um, and, and he would describe himself both as, both as a lawyer and a human rights activist. But I think he is also, in addition to that, a, a politician and a political visionary insofar as he's really driven things forward in Uruguay, particularly on these issues of, of accountability and the challenges to, um, to um, providing a legal response to serious human rights violations. Um, in addition to this, he's also represented his government at the international level to the United Nations and is the founder of the Observatory for Public Policies on Human Rights in the most secure countries, which are, for, um, for those of you who aren't working on Latin America, Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay. And so it's really with that sort of depth of expertise um, that today he's going to be talking to us on um, from Condor to Mercure, the struggle for accountability for past human rights violations in Uruguay. So thank you very much for being here, Felipe. Yeah, thank you all for being here. It's very embarrassing for my regrets. She said they have, but uh, I really feel very comfortable here up for and having the time to talk to the faculty that uh, is uh, really making a good effort to uh, focus on Latin America and particularly in the Southern Cone. And I think it's uh, really important that uh, in some way that the academic could uh, have these links uh, in the sense that to, to think together to be better. And, and the fact is that uh, the Southern Cone has a, a, a real sad story behind their backs in the sense that the state terrorism that uh, happened in our countries is kind of crazy thing when you look back in the sense that uh, these states at certain point uh, became the main enemies of their own population. So it was not a war against a race, it was not a war against uh, somebody that could think different from you. Uh, well, it was again a war against their own citizens. So that's uh, something you should think about. It. And from this, recognizing this, this idea is that we can, I think, make our best uh, um, uh, approach to uh, the international law of human rights. You know, not denying, not neglecting our past, but thinking about it and to think how we have dealt with this uh, past. And in that sense, I think that in the region, still uh, we have a lot of struggle for in terms of accountability, in terms that there is a rule of law and there are some limits, some boundaries that you are not supposed to cross. And in that sense, the, the, there is um, 
I think, uh, a, a very uh, a present topic because always we find excuses to uh, think that some boundaries could be crossed. The war against terrorism, the war against uh, others' religion, the, 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 uh, the war for stability and, and, and social peace, we always may find in the political current, uh, 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 in the political point of view, uh, strong ideas to say that there are no boundaries. And, and I think the Southern conspiracy should show that these are boundaries and that the damage, once those boundaries are crossed, is uh, so huge that it takes a lot of time to heal. From that sense, and, and uh, we'll say that I was asked to talk uh, on a title that's not, uh, in general, very uh, uh, currently mixed. It's from Condor to Mercosur, and um, the struggle for accountability in Uruguay. I tried to focus in Uruguay because it's the, the, the country that I am most know and, and, and I haven't done uh, research in general in Argentina, Brazil and Paraguay and, and we should add in Condor, Chile basically and Bolivia. But interesting thing is that academics think Mercosur as an experience of integration among these four countries and uh, uh, they start from the Asuncion Protocol of 1991 and, and there is not a word from what was the integration of the security forces and the uh, police forces, the repression forces within the region during the terrorist uh, state regimes that the country had. That's uh, interesting because the day one of integration is uh, the Mercosur Agreement of Asuncion Protocol, not what happened before. Mm -hmm. And of course, that uh, the uh, uh, Operación Condor uh, was not formally an integration process, and that the region in general could be studied or used as a topic, that the region since the colonial times was always uh, region that has interlinks among all things, <clears throat> among the people and among the, 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 the economic system and among the colony system, and also in terms of politics. But the interesting thing is that when <clears throat> uh, the Condor plan perceives a new concept because we all, we all knew those that lived at those times in the region and researchers that approached the region knew that there was some kind of coordination between the forces, the security forces and the armies within the region. But until 1992, there was not this idea that was really a plan of uh, uh, coordination that was much more uh, uh, deep or deeper than the simple coordination among states. And 
The Asunción Protocol was signed in 1981, and the Condor Plan uh, described in the archives of the terror uh, um, discovered by the Paraguayan journalist uh, in Asunción was in 1992. That's basically. Uh, and the thing is that that uh, 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 discovering and by the journal, Paraguayan journalist Almada was in a precise moment of the story of a struggle against impunity or the struggle for accountability in our region. It was clear at that point the idea of consolidation of democracy was based on neglecting the past, was the establishment of impunity laws, amnesty laws, uh, uh, full stop, as the Argentinians call their laws, or presidential pardons, like many gauge as a blank to many Uruguayans, to Argentinians basically, but also for, for foreigners like the Uruguayans. Uh, um, and in that sense, the integration process that was thought by Alfonsina and Sarney in the beginning of the democratic uh, regimes after the authoritarian governments that were thought in an environment of Cold War, was thought in an environment that uh, there was a huge economic crisis due to the international debt that our countries were very indebted by the, uh, for the international institutions and for European banks. And the idea was to build a strong block in economic terms, but also to have a stronger international voice in the political relations. That basic idea uh, uh, changed because when the Asunción Protocol was signed, there was a huge change in international relations. The uh, Berlin Wall just fell down. The Soviet, uh, uh, um, the Soviet republics uh, collapsed. The uh, socialist bloc diminishes. So uh, there was a new idea for for war, just unilateral United States, and at the same time. Mm -hmm. <coughs> There were uh, much more conservative governments, thinking just uh, Menem and Color de Mello in Argentina and Brazil, that were much open to um, open their economies and to adhere to the Washington Consensus. Basically, it was market economy for the region based on competitivity and and and. and Productivity, that uh, privatization of public assets, basically in the uh, uh, public enterprises, and uh, uh, much more um, absent state, in, in a way that was used in the, at least in the, in the Southern Cone, and uh, microeconomical measures 
to have uh, uh, the house in order, in, in, in a way. So the Condor plan was discovered as a plan, basically, to coordinate actions among the, the security forces as a paralegal state to cover actions of one of the countries to the other. And the third phase, basically, was the, uh, the uh, idea of eliminating uh, opposit opposition leaders, basically, worldwide. Basically, that's the, the, uh, the, the concrete action of Letelier in Washington, D.C., and Moffitt, basically. <clears throat> of course, with the green light of the Kissinger State Department leadership, it's clearly evidence in that, in that sense, and uh, based on the national doctrine of, uh, of, of internal security, that this should be done. The fact is that this discover and this uh, advancement in the sense of uh, uh, this master plan of the, of the Condor mm -hmm. came when Mercosur was kind of bringing together, but with no idea of uh, institutionalized uh, tools or institutionalized approaches, just only as an open market opportunity. So there was no way to, to kind of combine both things. So the struggle against impunity is kept on uh, country to country basis, basically. That's uh, kind of, well, you could do whatever you could do in your country and not necessarily you could combine. I would say that in that sense, the Brazilians were the most, soft, most uh, 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 successful in that sense, because they could just you know, surf the wave like they, nothing happened in, in, in Brazil, and many things happened. Basically, but uh, since Brazil is so big, they had the chance to, in some way, to uh, camouflage their, their uh, state terror practice. Argentina, on the contrary, I would say, was much more advanced. They had uh, a, a very active NGO sector. Uh, the, the impact of 30,000 disappeared was huge couldn't be, uh, uh, in some way, uh, denied. And in that sense, they were very militant, militant I would say, and, and, and pulsant to their goals, basically in Buenos Aires, in the province of Buenos Aires. But what's clearly, what happened is that as soon as they open up, new things came up in the provinces, like Tucumán, Cordoba, etc. So in that case, Argentina was the opposite. Although they had the full stop law, the dubious law, the pardons, the presidential pardons. So in that sense, Uruguay was in the middle, in, in, in the sense that uh, uh, it's not slow motion, impunity really uh, was adopted as a trust strategy 
for uh, four consecutive governments. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and although there was, of course, a huge block that tried to, uh, in some way, er erosionate the imperial policies. But they, until March 1st, 2005, there was not a change in the human rights policies look to the uh, recent uh, past. I will say that there was kind of mutual learning from the uh, different NGOs and, and, and attorneys and lawyers uh, was basically, I would say, the inter-American system of protection of human rights. And, and, and incredible. It was in Washington where they met because the Inter-American Commission headquarters is there, so there was much more connection with uh, uh, human rights activists in Washington than in religion. Because the, the, at the time that there was uh, uh, audiences or, or meetings, uh, and, 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 and some the most active NGOs has some uh, uh, very active uh, presence in Washington D.C. And at the same time, the I would say the jurisprudence of the Inter-American Commission helped to fuel in some way. Uh, the uh, arguments to use at home. And clearly one of the uh, most important ingredients so given by the, the inter-American system is the, the fight against impunity, the recognition that uh, amnesty laws are against international human rights standards, basically against the inter-American convention and declaration of rights and duty of American Declaration of Rights of Duty of Men. So in that sense, it was was uh, very important. I will add that um, the pendulum switch from this so only open market integration process in the Mercosur to a more, uh, I would say, institutionalized oriented process since there was a wave of progressive governments that took power in the region. The Concertación in Chile, but I will say the Kirchner in, in uh, uh, marriage in, in Argentina for with uh, Kirchner later with Fernández de Kirchner, in Uruguay with President Vázquez and, and later with President Mujica, in Brazil with Lula and, and now with Dilma, in Paraguay with Lugo. And if you go a little beyond, you have a, um, in Bolivia and Ecuador and Venezuela, these governments are so-called, so-proclaimed progress. That's, uh, but the fact is that uh, there was in some way uh, a, a new push. And in fact, I would say that within Mercosur, there are some very interesting ingredients that show you that the human rights is on the agenda. The high meetings of uh, the human rights authorities and members of foreign affairs, in Spanish is uh, Reunión de Altas Autoridades de Derechos Humanos y de Cancillerías, de Derechos Humanos, uh, the acronym is kind of crazy, but that's the way it is. You have um, 
the uh, Institute of Human Rights that is based in, at the ESMA school headquarters, which, uh, as you know, uh, a place uh, was uh, um, uh, a signal, a symbolic place of liberation in the downtown Buenos Aires, and thousands of people were just disappeared there. It wasn't, they have a, a, a factory there to disappear people, the Campo de, Campo de Mayo. Um, then you have uh, uh, the Human Rights Commission at the Mercosur Parliament still is a, has an advisory nature, but the Human Rights Commission is the only body of the, 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 the Mercosur Parliament that by statute has to open uh, um, uh, public meetings and alliances to uh, verify the statute of human rights. You have the Migrant Protocol, it's also some interesting thing. I think it's one of the trends from my point of view that Mercosur could uh, uh, bring to the international fora as a, a very uh, uh, specific one. And I will say that in Montevideo, in the second semester of 2005, there was the first conference of truth and recollection uh, organized by the states as a state that recognized that there were state terrorism. So in that sense, still, <coughs> I think one of the steps for struggle for accountability is to reverse and to pose to the, was the, the uh, Plan Condor as a transnational criminal machine to pose the transnational agreement of Mercosur to bring up these people to justice, to denounce and the, the, the crimes and to use transnational tools to make them accountable for their crimes. And I, I think that's one of the uh, uh, pending uh, items of a, on a human rights agenda in uh, uh, regional terms. I may say, that this, of course, will not be spontaneous. That need um, the the work of NGOs uh, and, and, and civil society. That, of course, these NGOs and civil society in general are very uh, uh, weak, and very fragile, because they lack of uh, funding and they lack of maybe I would say the prestige within the elites that others NGOs around the world have within their countries. So, and of course, in a, in a continent, and particularly the Southern Cone, that has uh, some main inequalities of rich countries with, at this moment, very good economies and that are surfing, in a way, the world uh, uh, crisis. And, and it seems it may have not big impacts, and we wish that could be, that not impacts, that there is a very low unemployment, that uh, our products in the world market are, are in good prices, and, and commodities that we sell in general now are very appreciated, and we have a lot of land, 
And in general, I would say that foreign and national investment uh, on, 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 on capital and investment and, and productivity is, is doing pretty well. Um, of course, as I said, we have uh, this problem of inequality in, in general terms that is uh, very outrageous in some way because people, many people is poor or has lacked the opportunities and, 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 and the, the income to uh, take advantage of such a good, uh, good economic moment. At the same time, we have very fragile uh, educational system that at more focus that because and not in, in a way to provide or supply uh, um, specialized workers that we need. And, and, and we need a much more uh, capacity uh, uh, form and, and education educated workforce. The, the, the system is not allowed to do so. And uh, at the same time, uh, we have uh, uh, endemic problems like uh, urban violence that it's not easy to, to resolve. It's not only Latin America, but in general, urban violence is difficult to, to, to tackle and to, to, to uh, look and find solutions. Besides, of course, endemic situations that has a human rights uh, 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 ingredients of discrimination, first of women, that's a majority down there, and uh, uh, minorities in general. So in that situation, to focus and to talk about these topics on, 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 on human rights past abuses, in general, it's difficult for NGOs and civil society to uh, approach them. Besides to approach them in a um, uh, uh, regional basis, because the, the still our citizenship, our faculty, our researchers still think, our even NGOs think on, on, on boundary terms. You specialize in Uruguay, you know, look at the region as a, you know, and, and, um, long, uh, uh, you know, very prestigious NGO in Uruguay, Serpax, issue a report on Uruguay human rights situation, not, you know, cells in Argentina issue a report on a watch on, on the, on the, uh, 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 prosecutions and, and trials in Argentina, not elsewhere. So, in any case, at the end, the the, the Condor uh, research in general, at least in Uruguay, has been very useful to uh, give uh, uh, elements and ingredients to the judges and prosecutors to understand how criminal operations functioned in the past, and to give uh, arguments to uh, first prosecute and later to uh, condemn um, key criminals in the country, like uh, former 
Foreign Affairs Minister Juan Carlos Blanco, on, of former president from Maria Bordaberry, and uh, also most low ranks, like the, the criminal rank at Stilbridge. So the, the condor issues for the, the researchers and the uh, explanations were very, very important in that sense. At the same time, in a very important sentence that has uh, concrete implications and impact in the jurisprudence of Uruguay, the Hellman case, the, the description uh, uh, of the uh, court of the Condor operational system, the leak, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the Hellman case to Uruguay, the only way to understand it, as you know, uh, uh, Maria Macarena Sigurita de Hellman uh, was uh, uh, abducted in Argentina and was brought to Uruguay and she was pregnant in advanced state and, and she uh, was kept in custody until she gave birth uh, and after she gave birth she was killed and the little baby was given and it was the whole purpose of her abduction first and her, uh, because she has now any link, Lisa, she was uh, uh, married to Herman's uh, uh, son. Uh, uh, the, the whole issue to uh, take her to Uruguay and wait for, for birth and it was because she was pregnant. And, and in that sense, it was one of the most heinous crimes and, and, and because the, the war army uh, 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 apparatus was established to uh, um, kidnap a person because she's uh, expecting a baby and, and wait until uh, she gives birth just to kill her and, and to dispose her and to give the child to, to a military family. So in that crazy case, the only way to explain was that this Condor, Condor uh, a transnational criminal organization was working. And in that sense, the sentences, this, the, the ruling of the Inter-American Court is, is clear. Besides that those interested in, in, in gender issues, clearly the court has a very interesting, interesting paragraph on the link between pregnancy and the responsibilities of, of a state to be much more uh, 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 aware when the things happen. So, <coughs> just as a conclusion and, and, and in a way to, to finish this, this presentation, I would say that uh, Mercosur and Condor are not linked at the uh, literature because, in general, those that look at Mercosur are much more social or politically international oriented and not human rights lawyers or those, uh, in a way, uh, link to uh, the issues of accountability, truth, and justice. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's clear that there uh, was no objective conditions to uh, link Mercosur and, and Condor and, and, and allow it to uh, Mercosur apparatus focus 
more on, on, on its recent past because the knowledge of Condor at the moment that Mercosur was founded was uh, very, very uh, few, very little. There were no data besides the idea of the uh, cooperation. The cooperation that was denied. No, cooperation was denied um, among the, 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 the countries. And all the three phases, of course, the countries always deny the, the, their involvement. And at the same time, if there was a possibility, the fact is that when Mercosur was, was funded, the uh, 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 ideas of uh, accountability were uh, in, 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 in in a bad moment, because as explained, the, the, the elites of those moments has preferred to go through a consolidation of democracy through uh, the, the denial or neglecting the facts of pardon and not taking the military to, to the uh, 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 courts. So it was not... Uh, it's easy to think that if the, these elites deny what happened in the, the, their own countries, they could be interested to advance in a much more complicated idea of how to, tack, to tackle the, 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 the coordination or the counter coordination. Even now that we have governments in general more open, mm. and of course, uh, uh, with the contradictions that these progressive governments have uh, uh, um, within their own uh, uh, programs of government and to deal with uh, accountability but at the same time to try to to make the armed forces more more quiet in, in, in some way uh, even even now it's, it's difficult in any case I will just finish in saying that two uh, international initiatives that had the, the, the sponsor of uh, the four governments of Mercosur are, I would say, some light that give us hope that this could be, uh, 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 and I say, as a part of uh, uh, the struggle of NGOs and the lawyers and attorneys and the victims themselves and um, uh, 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 sympathetic uh, uh, government officials. I would say that these two initiatives at the uh, United Nations, one is the uh, Convention on Disappeared People of the United Nations that was pushed so hard by Argentina and started and, and is working now and uh, uh, also the uh, special rapporteur on truth and justice also pushed forward by Argentina and also they have the support of four uh, Mercosur countries. So in that, in that uh, sense, what I was saying in the beginning, I think that the, the, the Southern Cone has, and the Mercosur uh, Treaty uh, has the opportunity to learn from, from such, such a sad experience and not denying it but at the same time try to convince 
other countries of the world within the international uh, 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 circles to uh, show that uh, uh, healing through through justice and, 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 and memory is a much better way than to wait 15 years or 60 years and to keep secrets and, 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 and try to uh, make pay for the families and the victims uh, besides the, the heinous crimes are also with the silence. Thank you.